You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Change is in the air. Do you, do you sense it? Change is in the air. What do you mean, Pastor? What a crossroads. Crossroads of the church. Are we going to pursue purity and the heart of God and purpose? Are we going to give up and go in a little cave somewhere and just pretend like uh, God's going to rapture us out of here any minute? We don't need to do anything. Well, that's a big, big question because a lot of people are thinking of the latter. Pastor Todd, just prepare him for the end times. That's it. We're done. You know, a new study showed 66%. It's kind of an interesting number. 66% of the church Christians, Bible-believing Christians, believe we are in the end times. Well, I would actually concur with that. I do believe we're in the end times. In fact, I think we're in the end of the end times. But the end is not yet. And we are at this crossroads moment. And I do believe that God wants to move in miracle signs and wonders in such a way that I think if you really step into the river of living water in this time in your life and you don't listen to the fake news, modern day prophets of Baal, corporate media, which is 90% owned by six corporations, if you instead listen to the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and you get on fire and you get revved up, then I believe you're going to see the greatest season of your life. Because even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. And I'm tired of the doom and gloom. You know, we, we've got a job to do. God didn't just bring us here in this time so that we could go into the ground in a hole somewhere and wait till he comes and raptures us out of here. He, he put us in this period of time so that we can accomplish the mission of the kingdom in this hour. And I believe we're at this very pivotal crossroads. I, I've never dealt with the, the level of spiritual warfare that I've been dealing with. It's intense, but at the same time, I feel God with me. How many of you have had more spiritual warfare than normal? You're dealing with things at your job. You're dealing with things with your kids. You're dealing with things with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife. And it seems so stressful. It, it is stressful. Don't get me wrong. It is stressful. But God has a plan for your life. He wants to move in this season of your life. He wants to move in, in a very powerful way. He wants to bring you into new ground, new territory. He wants to expand your territory. So that the thing is, where are we going to keep our mindset? You know, the, the, the Bible says this, that the, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you're sitting in a doom and gloom place every day and you're constantly bombarding yourself with videos of people that are saying, you know, the emergency alert system is going to, you know, cause you to have uh, some type of, uh, you know, co new newborn, you know, I don't want to say it on the radio because they're going to, you know, ding us for it. But the C word, 19, I get it. Look, I think all those things are plausible. It's possible, but we can't live in fear because how many times they tell us Y2K, 2012, remember? Remember all the movies in 2012 and the Mayan calendar ends and that's it. You know, it, it doesn't go on past this. So something's going to happen. And one of these days, it is, it's true. Like, we've been through a lot. I mean, it's not like we're not in the end times and things aren't happening. They are. But we can't be so worried about every single thing that everybody's talking about out there. We just got to show up, and that's it, you know? Key is, when you say to the Lord, send me, I'll go. You know, we show up, and we just say, Lord, use me. I want to be about your business. You know, instead of making it about our business, so a lot of us wake up, and I'm not, I'm not condemning you. I've done this. But we wake up and we're like, what can, what can God do for me today? You know, what, what, what's going to happen in my life, in my situation? What if we woke up every day and we're like, what can I do for God today? I'm going to tell you it's going to game change everything. 
And so we're at this crossroads. So let's talk about this. So we're going to begin by acknowledging the critical moment that the church is facing. We are, we are in a very, very important time. And I can't stress that enough. The country is in a balance. Religious liberty and freedom is in a balance. We see the curriculums that they're pushing on our kids. You know, I was having a conversation with the CEO of AMP uh, News, which is very exciting. We're going to be on AMP News on all the channels and uh, put all the shows on. The Firepower show that we do with Mario Murillo, uh, my show every week, and then the Sunday service. So stay tuned for that. And at some point, even these radio broadcasts. But so there's, there's things that are happening in the kingdom right now, which are very exciting. Uh, but I was, I was, you know, we were talking about this and the fact that, you know, we are at this pivotal moment, this critical moment right now. And it could go either way. It could, it, and so we have to get our voices out there. We've got to get, we've got to, we've got to do what God's calling us to do in this moment. This is, this is not a time for us to sit back. This is not a time for us to uh, just, you know, pretend like uh, God's just going to save us without us doing anything. We've got to do something. You know, in every, in every situation, if you think about it, in the prophets in the Bible, what did they say? They said, they said you got to repent. you got to turn from your idol worship, and you got to turn back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Repentance is always the strategy. But it doesn't mean that we're done as a country. It doesn't mean we're done as a people of God. We're not done. And that's what the devil wants us to do. That's the suppression poll that I often talk about, where he's running misinformation and psyops on us too. Not just the deep state, but Satan himself. He wants the church to feel like we're powerless. We're not powerless. And I'm tired of the powerless. So we are facing a critical moment. We have about a year here, I think, to to change course, but it it doesn't mean we're done. And so there's an importance about remaining pure in heart, pure in motive, and about the business of the Lord. And, And switching it from what we want and we need to what we can do for God. And as we do that, God expands the territory. Listen, people say, what is the secret? Pastor Todd, we, you know, we've seen what God has done in the ministry and, you know, you're all over the place. All this stuff's happening. Well, first of all, there's a lot of warfare. So a lot of times things look glamorous. They're not glamorous like they look. So I want to make sure you understand that we, we deal with extensive warfare. But the second part of it is when God opens the doors and you walk through them, you trust in the Lord, you get out of the boat and you start walking on the water and you want, you look at Jesus in the eye and you never can, can forget who's the one powering you. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. And so he wants to empower you just like he empowers anybody else that says yes and shows up. And when you do that, there's a, there's a paradigm shift. I don't know I'm speaking to you right now, but I'm telling you, somebody who's hearing this, there's a paradigm shift in your life where it stops being about the woes and the lacks and, and all the, the, the egregious things that we're spending our time listening to and pumping in our brain. And it starts being purpose-filled. And the purpose is to do kingdom business. And as you do that, the Lord equips you and, and he doesn't qualify. He doesn't, you know, uh, call the qualified. He qualifies the called. King David was an underdog, but God used King David in a mighty way. God likes to use the underdogs. So if you're saying how, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to do what's in my heart, but I have a passion. Look, I, I got to read scripture one. It's Matthew six twenty four. It says this. It says, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or he'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. That's Matthew 6, 24. For a long time in the church, in in, in the Christian world, or whatever you want to call it, people have been serving two masters. They've been going to church and doing the church thing, and then the rest of the week they do the rest of their life. They're not connected. They're, they're They're not the same mission. 
And that's why, if you want to know why we're failing, this is why. We've been double-minded, and a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We've got to get out of the double-mindedness. I'm speaking to myself, all of us. You can't one minute be in church and, and praise the Lord and say, you know, you believe what the Bible's saying, and the next minute when the trial comes in your personal life, you forget what you just said at church or what was just said when, when we're reading the Scripture because we can't serve two masters. Either we believe this or we don't. And if we don't, then we might as well not call ourselves a Christian. So we've got it. We, we were emphasizing the danger of divided allegiance. That the church must decide to choose God wholeheartedly. We've got to decide we're all in. It's, it's not like Sunday's church or Wednesday night's church or Bible study. And then I go the rest of my life and live in a different way. It's like, no, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And as I believe this, I'm going to show that in my daily actions, not just at church, but my daily actions, my relationships, the things I, I pay for, I put my money into, you know, the yoking of, of business partnerships and friendships and all different type of relationships in my life. It's all, it's everything. It's what you do in the secret time when no one else sees you, but God sees you and the demons see you. You know, they, they know what you're up to. If you're in the secret time doing something against the Lord, whatever that may be, it's known. It's known in the, in the spiritual realm. So you're not hiding it from anybody. And that's why a lot of times when I, you know, talk about some of the challenges in the body of Christ and challenges as Christians and things that we're seeing out there, people get mad at me. Well, they're getting mad because we're exposing something that may affect their pocket, that may affect their, their little thing that they've built. They don't like that. They're, you know, if you, if you ex- expose a false prophet, you think they're going to be happy about that? You think they're going to want you to expose them? No, they're going to push back because you're affecting their money. And so that's what, you know, they don't, want, they don't want to get to the facts of the situation, the facts of the matter, because they couldn't win on that argument. I mean, all we have to do is show a video where they said something was going to happen and it didn't happen. Well, there you go. You're a false prophet. People say, well, that's not a false prophet. Well, who changed the rules? Who changed what the scripture said? Who's the one that changed it? Because of course that is. That means you got to repent. It doesn't mean you're done. It doesn't mean your ministry is over, at least in the New Testament. But hey, if you miss the mark, you miss the mark. You know what I'm saying? And, and so this is the kind of this. And it's not just false prophet. We're going to get into the whole thing. We're at this crossroads moment. And we're pursuing purity of heart and purpose. And we're acknowledging this is a critical moment that the church is facing. And we're acknowledging the importance of remaining pure in our heart and our motive as we follow God's leading. This is going to be good. We're going to get into so much stuff. Stay tuned. PastorTodd.org is the website, PastorTodd.org. And we'll be right back with the Todd Coconato Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. We're talking about the crossroads of the church, pursuing purity of heart, purity of purpose. We've got to acknowledge that we're in a critical moment the church is facing right now. We could lose our country, folks. What, you think that hasn't happened before in the Bible? Of course it's happened. The children of Israel lost their country before. They got taken over by foreigners. So it doesn't mean the church is done or God's done, but our country, we could lose our country. But there's there's an importance that God is stressing in this moment of being pure in heart and motive as we follow God's leading. And we were talking about a few minutes ago, not serving two masters. 
You know, we can't serve two masters. I'll read it again, Matthew 6, 24. It says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and he'll despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon. And so there's, there's a danger in divided allegiance and, and the church must decide to serve God wholeheartedly. That's why it's an if my people moment. And, you know, I was talking with this guy yesterday and he's like, but the prophet said that, you know, everything's going to be fine. Well, I'm not saying that it might not be fine, but we have an action. We have something we have to do. And so that's every, every prophetic voice out there should be saying, look, God wants to spare America, but you got to repent. God wants to spare America, but this is what the scripture says in order to get there. This is how we get there. That's the message right now. We need to do something. So scripture number two is James 4, 8. James 4, 8. This is from New King James. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. I think there's probably no one on this broadcast. There'll probably be somebody, but most of you will agree. Probably 99.9% of you will agree that the church has been double-minded. We've been double-minded and we need to draw near to God. We've got to avoid double-mindedness. We've got to avoid hypocrisy. A large reason why the church looks so bad in the eyes of the world is because there's been so much hypocrisy. So many people doing things in the name of God that are not from God, not of God, and they're flesh. And so that takes us to David, King David, the underdog. Like I said, in Psalm 51.10, he said this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. This is the importance of a clean heart. Now, listen, why are so many people dealing with heart issues? I think that the natural is showing the spiritual. I think that there's a heart issue in the church, in the body of Christ. You see it with the vitriol. You see it with the the people that are depressed. And listen, if that's you, I'm not condemning you because I battled it myself. And I get it. And and look, but what I'm trying to tell you is greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's a way out of this, and I believe it's available today. The depression, the anxiety, the fear, the doubt, the stuff that the enemy is using to try to get us, the vices— that he uses against us when we know the scripture says there's no weapon that's formed against you that's going to prosper. If you love the Lord, none of these things are going to end up winning in the end. But when you're going through the trial, when you're going through the test, it sometimes it's hard to remember that because the, the pain is so significant. But God is ordering your steps right now. God is directing your path. If we trust in him and we're doing everything that we can to serve him in a righteous manner, and we trust him with our life and with our steps, something is going to break. There's going to be a breakthrough. What we need to do is speak it out. Lord, I know you're moving. I know that this thing, this thing looks bad, but you know what? You're going to give me a way out of this. You're going to give me a way out of this situation. I know that without faith, it's impossible to please you, God. You start giving the scripture and just defeating the enemy in his stupid plan. Because that's not the plan that's going to prosper in your life. It's a, it's a weapon that's formed against you, and it's not going to prosper. So we have to get into agreement, get into alignment with God's plan. Oh, somebody's, somebody's getting this right now. I feel it. We've got to, what is, the, what is God's plan for your situation? You know, I, we were down in Los Angeles. It was so powerful at that crusade a few weeks ago. It was a game changer for me. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it if you listen regularly. You know, and there was over a thousand people that came to the altar just on one night and accepted Jesus. It was so powerful with Mario. And, and I'm going to tell you something about this, though. Hear, hear this, okay? I got done with that, and I, I was on cloud nine. Like, somebody got up at a wheelchair. 
know, people were getting all these healings. I was on cloud nine, friends. Came back home. I said, yeah, it was a successful trip. What a powerful and amazing trip. I thought, wow, I'm so glad I went. And then the attacks started coming. <laughs> My body has been under attack for like two weeks from several different situations. You know, I mean, everything that, you know, you, I don't even want to say it, but there's just, there was not just one. There was like four different things that happened. And so literally last night, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, what is going on? My body is under attack. You know, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. You know, what, what in the world? And, and the Lord said, well, wait a minute. You were just in L.A. Don't you understand? You were operating in the gift of healing. And, and people were getting healed through the obedience of you going and you believing in the faith that you had that they would be healed and that they had that faith. And there were healings that were typically. So, of course, the enemy's going to attack you wherever it is that you're being used. This is a, a very regular tactic of the enemy. So if you're, if you're doing marriage counseling and you're helping restore marriages, there's a real good chance that the enemy's going to attack your marriage or, or your relationships if you're single. You know, if you're ministering in a certain area and you have the authority in the name of Jesus to do that, the devil's going to watch that and say, I'm going to shut this down. He wants, he's, he, you know, he's like sitting there hating on you. Oh, I don't like that. We're going to have to stop that. So what happens? Then the warfare comes. But what we have to understand is when the warfare comes, whatever it is, if it's finances, if it's relational, if it's physical, whatever it is that the, that the enemy is using right now against you, you've got to remember this is a ploy. This is a plot and a scheme from, a, from an accusing, lying devil that's telling you this is happening to you. And, and it may be manifesting. I'm not saying it's not real. It's, it is happening. But we have to understand it's a spiritual attack. Yes, it's manifesting in the natural, but it's a spiritual attack against you. So when you understand that and then you start taking authority over it and you start speaking the scripture, that's when the breakthrough comes. So I'm up in the middle of the night and I, I'm asking the Lord and he's like, yeah, this is what's happening. And then he starts giving me solutions. I mean, it was like, you know, I don't know if you ever have this where you get up at like three in the morning and I was up from like three till six or something. It was like three hours. But everything that I was asking the Lord, I was hearing instantaneously. It was amazing. He was giving me instant answers. And, and these answers, it was so beneficial to me because then I understood the strategy. And then I understood what, what, what I was actually dealing with. And once you understand that, then you know how to combat it. And so when I realized this is absolutely a spiritual attack on my body, and the gates of hell will not prevail. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus. And I started speaking out these different things. Something started breaking. Because even though it was manifesting in the natural, friends, this thing is a spiritual battle. You say, Todd, my, my spouse is just out, out of control. They're mean-spirited, abusive, hard-headed, prideful, rebellious. How do I stop it? Well, Listen, this is what we got to do. We got to get on the threshing floor. What's that? We got to start praying and canceling that assignment over your situation. Even though this is what's happening, Lord, your word says this. Even though this is what's going on, this is what you start getting in the scripture. It's very easy to do with search engines today. All you got to do is put scriptures on mar marriage or scriptures on favor or scriptures on blessing or scriptures on whatever the case may be, scriptures on finances. And then you list that out, print it out if possible, read it off your phone, and, and literally start speaking that out in your prayer time. Say, Lord, the devil is attacking me in the area of finances, but your word says you own a cattle on a thousand hills. And so I bind this attack 
over my finances in the name of Jesus. I got so much more to say. I mean, I, I got to take a break right now, but we're going to be right back. This is Pastor Todd Coconado, toddcoconado.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. Pastor Todd here. You're tuned into The Remnant. And we are talking about something that's so important here, the crossroads of the church, pursuing purity and the heart of purpose. We're acknowledging this a critical moment of decision for the church, for us. And we're explaining the importance of remaining in the, in the pure heart and motive as we follow God's lead. And this just takes us to so many different things. I, I just talked about creating me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. That's Psalm 5110. And then now we're, we're talking about uh, Proverbs 423. Proverbs 423, it says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. We've got to guard our hearts. At the end of the segment, last segment, we are, we are speaking words of life over finances. But we've got to guard our, guard our heart over discouragement, guard our, guard our heart over vain imaginations, the things of the flesh. That's why the Bible says, die to your flesh daily. You know, we got to think about the condition of our heart that affects every single aspect of our life. That's why it's a it's a heart problem that we're dealing with. It's a heart problem and, and a heart issue. But here's the thing. The solution is also to have the heart of God over every situation, over your marriage, over your kids, over your finances, over your health, every single area that, that affects our life. Because the devil will try all different types of things. If one thing doesn't work, he tries another thing. Sometimes he bombards you to try to overwhelm you. And that's when I say we got to take, you know, we got to separate and go back and kind of just pan out for a second and look at everything individually because when you have a barrage, it tends to overwhelm us. But when you look at each individual situation and then find the issue and find a solution instead of being overwhelmed with everything at once, there's a lot of people walking around just overwhelmed and their life spirals out of control. It's really a heart issue. They have a divided heart because part of them says that they trust the Lord, but then part of them hasn't applied that in their life. So there's a trust, but there's not an application. Well, that doesn't work. That's double-mindedness. If you, if you trust, but you're not applying, then you're not following through with what God said to do. You've got to apply. And the application is the action. It's the verb. So that's where you step into it. See, David even though he was an underdog and he was the least of these and people would have thought he would have been the one, but what did he do? He stepped into the calling. He, he did his part. And you and I, we have to do our part. So we have a country to save. We've got kids to defend. We've got a marriage to, to hold up. Or if you're single, we've got a spouse that we're praying for or we're just praying about what, how God is leading us as a single. By the way, you're no less than single. You're no less than I, I, I hate that. And, you know, I don't hate a lot of things, but I hate that the church makes it like where, you know, there's something lower or something about singles. Absolutely not. Jesus was single. Paul was single. You are full in Christ. There is no lack in, in you. And at the appointed time, if it's the will of the Lord, God will bring somebody. Some cases he won't, but be content no matter what happens. That's where I got my breakthrough in a, as a single. I said, you know what? Maybe I'm not meant to be married. I'm going to stop worrying about it. I'm going to stop worrying about the approval of man and, you know, I wanted to go to the dinners with my friends and their wives and be apart socially and all that. And that was what always used to hurt me because I, I felt like I was the third wheel. And people say, well, I don't understand. You couldn't find any girl. No, I found a lot of women, but I didn't find the right one. 
At least it wasn't the right time. And so there were some great women out there, some that I passed up that might have been good, some that passed me up. I mean, you know, there's just all's fair in love and war, right? Uh, every person is going to have a different experience in dating. I mean, let me, let me just say this too, is that to one person, you're going to be extremely good looking. To another person, you're not. It's all just uh, the matter of the state of their mind and their opinion, their viewpoint. But you have to own it. You have to know I am who God made me to be. I've been made fearfully and wonderfully. I'm beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. And God has a perfect person that's going to see me for who I am. And I'm going to wait on that situation. But in the meantime, I'm going to praise God and do what. See, the devil wants you focused on whatever the lack is. I'm going to say that again. The devil wants you focused on the area of lack. Because if you focus on the area of lack instead of the area of provision, then what happens? You start doubting. You start doubting God. Well, can he do it? Will he do it? But wait a minute, he's done it in every other area of your life. Why are you focused on the one area of, of the perceived lack? See, you're thinking about the perceived lack. Well, God's thinking about the abundance that he's given you. He already knows how that perceived lack is going to be fixed. He already has a plan for that. He's ordering your steps. He's guiding your path. He's the potter, you're the clay. You think he hasn't figured that out already? He's outside of the constraints of time. He doesn't need to worry about, oh, it's so late. I'm getting so old. Am I going to be able to have kids? He ain't worried about that. Look at Abraham and Sarah. Give me a break. He's not worried about that. He knows already. Before I know the plans I have for you, plans of hope in the future, plans to prosper you. He's not worried about that, but what the devil wants us honing in on is the area of lack. And so this is why we have double-minded Christians, because one one sentence we're saying we trust God, and then in the next sentence we're panicking. And I had to get my mind right on this too, because I had divided allegiance. when When the angel came, you know, that sounds kind of crazy when the angel came. When I had that angelic visitation that caused me to write the book, Come Out From Among Them, only the second time in my life when I've had uh, something at that level where, you know, the first time was when I got stabbed nine times. And if you haven't heard my testimony, you can find it at pastortodd.org. And I have my testimony. I was also on the Sid Roth show where I gave that testimony and many other shows. But the thing is, is that was a big experience because I went in the presence of the Lord after being stabbed nine times. And the Lord said, do you want to live? Do you want to die? I didn't see him, but I heard his voice. And I said, I want to live. He said, well, if you live, then you got to be sold out for me and you got to tell people that I'm real. But see, then I had to do the action. I did that because at that very moment, I could have spiraled out of control and said, even though I had this encounter with the Lord, I could have said, I don't trust him. I don't believe this. And that would have been it. There probably would have never been a ministry. And who knows? I'd be on drugs and alcohol and I might even be dead. But see, God's plan, I got in alignment with God's plan. And, and I'm no better than anybody on here. I'm just saying we all have a choice. We can get in alignment with God's plan and understand Then he is in control, by the way. But when we, when we with our free will, don't get in alignment with God's plan, then, he's, then he can only do so much. I mean, he can do anything he wants. But we are, we are, we are basically blocking him using our free will and our, and our lack of faith, which makes it impossible to please him if we have no faith. You see where I'm going with it? If you have the faith of a mustard seed, that's enough. But if you have more faith, God's going to open more doors and give you more favor. He's kind of like, how much are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust me with a little or trust me with a lot? If you trust him all, all in, like I'm all in, God, I, I wake up in the morning, let me be about your business today. Let me get my heart completely right where it's not self-focused, me-focused, pity-focused, focused on the lack. You're getting in agreement with God what his plan is. See, that's the best thing. That's the perfect will. You, you get an agreement with what God's plan is for your situation, for your life. It's the best case scenario for you because this is the creator of all things. He knows what's best. And so whatever is going on, because I know that somebody on here right now, you're going through something and you're questioning God. 
At least the devil wants you to question God. And all of a sudden, now you're on this broadcast. I'm telling you, look, don't focus on the lack. There's one area, maybe two areas of lack in your life, and think of all the areas of abundance. Think of all the areas of provision. Think of all the areas that God has come through. So why is it that we don't focus on the 99% of things that he's come through? Our humanity is focused like a laser beam on the one or two, maybe three, areas of lack in our life. That's the devil's plan. He wants you so focused on that that you, you're, in, you're literally not even doing anything. You're stagnant. You're stuck. But when you start focused on the abundance, you start focused on what God has done, and then you declare and decree over that area of lack with the scripture, the devil's defeated. We can't serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon. Mammon, flesh, is telling you you're going to fail. Mammon flesh is telling us it's over. We're done. It's that fake suppression pull of the enemy. If you don't know what suppression pull is, it's when they lie to you and tell you you're losing when you're actually not. And that's what the devil is trying to do to us. He wants us to feel like we're done. We're defeated. We're down. When God is saying this isn't the end, this is actually the beginning. You know how much more life you have to live? You know how much more I want to do in your life, in your situation? Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Trust me. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Yes. Keep your heart pure with diligence. For out of it will spring the issues of life. Diligence. Our need to guard our hearts. Guard our hearts against sin. Areas of open door. People speaking death over you. You have a family member tells you you're going to fail. You have a friend, somebody, quote-unquote friend, I don't know what kind of friend that really is. They're telling you you're going to fail, but there's a lot of people that do that. They surround themselves with naysayers and everybody's wallowing in their misery. And then, you know, they come to the church. I see this and they're like so down and so defeated. And I'm like, what? do you not know who you are in Jesus Christ? I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I love them. But what I'm saying is like, I've been there. I get it. Like the devil tried to tell me the same lie after I got stabbed. The devil tried to tell me the same lie when I was coming out of the world and I wasn't going in the you know, the VIP section at the club anymore. I wasn't being pulled up at the front of the club anymore and hanging out with young Hollywood because I came from Hollywood. All of a sudden, I'm sitting here with the people that I would have considered nerds at the church. I'm like, what, hap- what has happened to my social life? What has happened to my life? What- what's going on in reality? Oh my gosh, if they could see me now, but really it was the biggest victory of my life. God had just rescued me from a life of sin and death. He had rescued me from potentially being a drug addict or an, an alcoholic for the rest of my life. He had, he had spared me from being promiscuously, uh, promiscuous sexually to the point where I would have got an STD or even maybe died. He was sparing me from being involved in the under, underground and in the, in the, in the, you know, the crime world in Los Angeles in the Hollywood scene. He was sparing me from all the things that these people are on their slow death like a frog in the boiling point. Yet for me, I was thinking I lost. Oh my gosh, I became a Christian and now look at me. If they could see me now, I used to be in the VIP with celebrities and now I'm sitting here, you know, with a bunch of church folk and the devil's like, you're a loser, look at you. No, actually, I'm the biggest winner out of all my friends. All those other people that are still in the world, they're, they're messed up, they're on their way to hell, the wages of sin or death. And here I am, God spared my life. So it's all perspective, but see, double-mindedness is where the enemy makes you hone in on the one thing, the one area, the thing. So you think you lost your social life. How am I going to find a woman now? I used to be cool. Now I'm a nerd too. Like all these other folks here, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here with my suit and tie on a Friday night in some Bible study. I'm just being, you know, kidding, but in, in a way I'm not though. 
You know what I'm saying? This, these, these thoughts were literally going through my head, as crazy as they sound, because that's what I was thinking. That's where I was at at the time. I was double-minded. I hadn't fully understood what God had just done in my life. He just did the biggest thing in my life that could possibly have happened on this planet Earth, and yet I'm sitting here thinking I lost. You see what I'm saying? It's all perspective, friends, but it, when we have double-mindedness and our heart isn't pure before the Lord, we're not thinking the right way, then it's upside down, inside out. We've actually won. You've stepped into Christ. You've stepped out of a life of sin and death. You've stepped into eternity. You're now going to rule and reign with the King of kings and Lord of lords. It couldn't be any better for you. So, of course, the devil's going to try to discourage you and point you at the one or two things where there's area of, uh, of contention in your life or, or situation that's a little bit hard to walk through. But meanwhile, God has spared you and just done a million things in your life that are absolutely amazing. And the devil's got us focused on the one area. Or you say, I've been in the Lord my whole life. Okay. But now I feel stagnant. Well, that, the devil's lying to you. He's telling you you're done. Stay on fire for the Lord. Get fired up. Get back into the passion. If you got to get away for a minute, go spend time in, in the mountaintop or wherever it is that you can get alone with the Lord in your car, on the creek side, wherever it is. And you get over there, you start praising the Lord. You start speaking your heavenly language. Start praising the Lord. Thank you, God, for what you've done in my life. Thank you for sparing me. Thank you for continuing to let me grow. Thank you for all the blessings in my life. I know you're going to get through uh, you know, this thing with me as well, Lord. I know I'm going to have a victory in this situation. I know that I'm not defeated. You say the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Lord, help me pull down this stronghold. I believe I'm going to see a victory here. This is, it's time for a victory. Oh, the, the world says it's going this way, but I said your word says it's going this way. Who am I going to believe? Whose report am I going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to stand up today and believe that God, you are ordering my steps. I'm going to stand up today and believe God, you are taking me into new territory. You're expanding the territory. Oh, the devil wants me to feel like I'm defeated, but Lord, you say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You start doing that and the whole thing is changed, friends. This is where we're headed. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Somebody got to get fired up on here. Get ready. PastorTile.org. We'll be right back. All around the world. Streaming live right now from Nashville, Tennessee. Pastor Todd Coconado here on The Remnants. So thankful that you're here. Have you felt the presence of the Lord on this broadcast today? I'm telling you, God is moving right now. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issue of life. Now the purpose of the commandment is to love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a sincere faith. It's uh, 1 Timothy 1.5. Now the purpose of this commandment is to love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a sincere faith. A sincere faith in God. Our motives should be rooted in love and in security and sincerity. What do you mean security? I mean, we know who we are. Oh, devil, you're a liar. Well, look at you trying to, trying to tell me that my body is going to give out. Oh, devil, you're a liar. Trying to tell me my heart is going to give out. Devil, you're a liar. Tell me my marriage is going to fail. God, devil, you're a liar. Now, look, I know in some situations the Lord protects you and he gets you out of an abusive marriage. And all, you know, I'm not telling that. Whatever God's will is. But here's the thing. You win no matter what. That's what I want you to understand. You, we, me, our hearts got to be pure with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Guard your heart diligently. The condition of our heart affects every area of our life. We can't be double-minded. 
I'm going to read that scripture again. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.5, it says, Now the purpose of this commandment is to love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a sincere faith. Our motives should be rooted in love and sincerity, security of who we are in Christ. These qualities are essential for our mission. We can't be a double-minded church. A double-minded church, 1 Corinthians 4.5, New King James, 1 Corinthians 4.5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. Who will both bring the light, hidden things of darkness, and reveal the counsels of the hearts? Then each one's praise will come from God. There's a danger in premature judgment, my friends. God alone can reveal the motives of our hearts. God is going to reveal the status, the state of your life. Listen to what he says and come into alignment with the plan, the will, the perfect will. Come into alignment with that plan. Come into alignment with that will today. Stop buying into the suppression pole lie of the devil over you. You were made fearfully and wonderfully. You think God made a mistake in bringing you in the world? Think about that. Do you think he made a mistake? He didn't make a mistake. I want you to be fired up. Listen, if you get fired up, I don't care what the news says. I don't care what the news says. Get fired up. Fired up. How about this one? Uh, Jeremiah 17.10. says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. God examines our hearts and our intentions, my friend. There's an importance of aligning our actions with righteous motives. Why are so many people out there that look like, you know, they look good for a minute and then you find out they're actually not who they said they were. Why? Because they're not in alignment with righteous motives. Where, where's their motive? Where, where, they're double-minded. They talk one minute like they're a Christian, the next minute they're living like a heathen. I mean, I, I remember some people that came to our church in L.A. One minute they're at church, wanting to be on the worship team. The next minute they're at Burning Man. Well, dude, you're unstable in all your ways. You're double-minded. You can't go to Burning Man and, and be in a demonic activity that's happening there and then expect to come and lead worship and lead people in the throne room. That ain't going to work. <laughs> Can you imagine some of this stuff? But yet this is the stuff that we're, that's, we see. There's a double-mindedness, and God's saying, look, I'm coming back for a church house, Bonner Ringle. You can't have the double-mindedness. He's examining our hearts and our intentions. And we have to align our actions with his righteous motives. And when we do that, there's a shift. There's something that breaks in our life. No longer it is I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. Do you understand what that means, that scripture? No, it's no longer that I live, but Christ lives in me. Now it's about him. I've come into alignment with his plan. I've come into alignment with his purpose. My life, everything that I'm doing, my motives are about him. My motives are about souls. My motives are about kingdom business. My motives are not focusing on the one area of lack. My motives are not focusing on the one area that the devil's attacking me. I'm fired up. Come on. Who's feeling this? Are you, are you connecting the dots? Search me, O God, and know my heart. This is Psalm 139, 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. Know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of the everlasting. Who's the everlasting? The agape, the king of heaven and earth. That agape love that he offers us. He is the everlasting God of heaven and earth. Jesus, the ancient of days, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the first and last. Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Nisi, 
Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. I'm telling you, something shifted the other night when I was up in the middle of the night, last night actually. And I started thinking about these things. The Lord started revealing about my body and what was going on. And it's all this, the fire of God came upon me, friends, because I started inquiring of the Holy Spirit. Wait a minute, what, what is actually going on here? I started getting an alignment. I got an alignment with God's plan. I got an alignment with God's purposes. I got an alignment with what he said in the scripture. And all of a sudden, my body, I'm not even kidding you, I started feeling better because I was in alignment with the lie. I was, I was in alignment with the lack. I was in alignment with the fear. And God said, don't be in alignment with the fear. Don't be in alignment with the lack. Don't be in alignment of the, of the infirmity that's trying to come on your body. Get in alignment with what I said. Whose report do you believe? I made you fearfully and wonderfully. I said, by my stripes, you're healed. I said, get up and go and do the work of the kingdom. I said, I'm with you until the end of the age. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm telling you, when the shift happened, the body healed. Why? Because this whole thing is a spiritual battle. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me. I don't want to be double-minded, God. Get me out of double-mindedness. Let me stop being double-minded. Let me be all in for you. When you do that, your whole life is going to change everything. Not saying there's not going to be attack. There's going to be attack. But you're going to be like Neo in the Matrix. You're going to understand that all those things, none, none of them are going to work. None of the evil plans because you're up outside of that whole thing. The Lord is ordering your steps. The devil has to ask God. Remember in Job's situation? He says, take my servant Job. He gave the devil permission because he knew that the end result was not only that Job was not going to turn on God and not going to curse God, but he knew that Job was going to get a double portion. God's plan for you are yes and amen. His plans for you are hope and a future. His plan is that you shall not get weary. You shall not be beat down. You shall stand until the end. Somebody, I got, I'm preaching up in this studio today. I don't know the spirit of the Lord is here right now. He's moving on your life. Jump up and down. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Something's about to happen in your life. Get in alignment with God's plan. Forget about the devil's plan. Forget about the lies he's trying to put on you. In Philippians 2, 3 through 4, it says this. Philippians 2, 3 through 4, it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you not only look for his own interest, but look out for the interests of others. He doesn't want us to be selfish. He wants us to be humble. He wants the church to prioritize the interests of others, the interests of the kingdom. Put first the kingdom of God. Like Denzel Washington said in that viral video, put God first and watch what happens. Put God first. There's the fruit of the spirit. It reflects a pure heart. When you're exuding the fruit of the spirit, that means that you know, people are going to know you by your fruit. You know, we've got to cultivate the qualities of God. The importance of our decision to pursue purity of heart, purity of motive. This is who I am. I don't do it for the other person. I do it for the Lord. And the Lord is going to do it for you. He's going to make a way where there is no way. He's going to order your steps. He's going to guide your path. We've got to be challenged to examine our own hearts and motives, seeking God's purification as we prepare for what God is going to do with us. So in this last minute, I want to say here, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the broadcast today. We're talking about the crossroads of the church, pursuing purity of heart and purpose. 
You have a purpose. God has a plan for you. He's not done. You're not finished. You're not defeated. You're not going to lose. You're actually on the winning team. And you serve the creator of all things, heaven and earth. And so what we do, our job right now is to get in alignment with his word, to get in alignment with his plan, to get in alignment with what he said, not what the devil said, not what the prophets of Baal said, what God said. And then we have to do the action. We've got to be available. We've got to say, send me. We've got to go and make disciples. Ekbalo, go out, cast out, drive out. And then God is going to do the rest. But there is an action. And so whatever God is calling you to do in this season, whatever it is, I want you to have a real confidence in your spirit. I want you to be confident knowing that the God of heaven and earth is with you. Lord, we thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for your word. Your word is true. Your word is holy. Your word is righteous. And we declare and decree your word over our situation. We will not be a double-minded person. We will serve you for all the days of our life. I commit my life to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Do you agree with that right now? Just agree. We love you. Bless you. PastorTodd.org. We'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. Did you feel the Lord moving today? I really felt the Lord moving. If you're listening to this, that means you're listening to the podcast version of the show or on one of our streaming platforms. But I so appreciate the fact that you've tuned in today. And we want to continue to make content like this. Many people are saying these, this is helping them to grow in the Lord. And we're also getting the word out to many, many people so they can get saved and set free and healed and delivered. Uh, you can go to PastorTodd.org, which is our website, PastorTodd.org. And we are fully listener-supported, so I really appreciate it if you would pray about becoming a partner. Uh, it really helps us to continue to expand and even to stay doing what we're doing. All right, love you guys. Bless you. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back again soon.